Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crack Encrypteds and Curios. This is Matt, once again, joined by Angel. We have now entered to what you refer to as the promised land. We are on the super highway to the holiday season. You've shown me before, Angel. I have seen it. You have an entire wall in your kitchen that is wallpapered with calendars. Each calendar has a separate countdown to every single possible holiday from November 1st until the end of the year. As we enter the on-ramp to then begin merging onto the superhighway to the holiday season, I wanted to take a moment to highlight one of your newest projects. It is an animated cartoon you are trying to pitch to be on Adult Swim called Cornucopia. The main character is in this show is named Saucy, and it's a sentient mass of cranberry sauce that came from a can. So he is still in that odd ribbed can shape that cranberry sauce is in uh, once it is removed from the can. So Saucy lives in a discarded Thanksgiving dinner cornucopia in a dump and gets into some quirky hijinks each episode. What was the the drive behind developing Cornucopia. I don't know if you know the story behind Popeye. But the sailor? Yeah, the sailor. Um, the creator, you know, depicted Popeye eating spinach because he wanted kids to eat more spinach. Yep. Okay. So I feel the same way about cranberries. And cranberry so he was just, sauce. he was big spinach. He just wanted to promote <clears throat> spinach. Yeah, healthy eating and all that and jazz. Do you have a cranberry farm? <laughs> I would like one if this I if this uh, if they take my idea and run with it. So you just want to uh, get out there the the benefits of the cranberry. Yep, get rid of those uh, urinary infections. Mm-hmm. UTIs, not a joke. You've really grown to love the saucy character. So what are some of the others that you're planning for the show? There's corny. Is that a, like a corn cob or is he corn pieces? He's like little pieces of kernels, but they, they'll they form. They sometimes get together and form into a bigger one. They like Ultron like, themselves yeah. into or Voltron themselves into a larger corn. Yes. <laughs> <And> <laughs> there's also um, like Thanksgiving stuffing. Is he called Stuffy? It's a lot of the mushy characters I like. <laughs> Is there a gravy? No, don't be stupid. Come on. But there's liquid form always but, in a, a a a gravy train. But there is sweet potatoes. Smashed? <laughs> Mashed sweet potatoes? Uh so serious question here. Do you put marshmallows on your Thanksgiving sweet potatoes? Don't even ask that question. I mean, it's it's implied. It's so all in there. Is, is, I presume this guy's name is Sweetie. Is he covered in marshmallows? Not covered in it, but he has like a little marshmallow as his trademark thing. Yeah. <laughs> a little dollop on his head. <laughs> yes. So what type of scenarios can we expect Saucy and the gang to get into? Just avoiding getting eaten. <laughs> in the junkyard. <laughs> Is this like sort of uh, an homage to Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but with Thanksgiving Day foods instead of, you know, fast food and a wad of meat? Yes, but also 
I think uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is crude and vulgar, especially for today's audience. Uh, my my show is going to be more kinder and gentler and be full of empathy and compassion. No one's going to watch that. <laughs> sure they will. Sure Especially they will. not on Adult Swim. <laughs> Why are you pitching it to Adult Swim? So be- I, because that's, I, the, I suppose... that's the route they're going. <laughs> Ironic... Oh, okay. I, I see. Yep. It's going to be meta. So now that we know a little bit about the characters, so we'll see how that, uh, how the Cartoon Network executives feel about Cornucopia. So what is your pitch line to them for the show? Picture this. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but with Thanksgiving foods. And, and they're nice. And they're nice. Instead of rude. <laughs> they're nice. There's like they have a neighbor in the junkyard named Coral, and he they're nice to him. Yep, he's not nice to them, but they're nice to him. Yep, (laughs) they kill him with kindness. That's their tagline. (laughs) Well, with that being said, this week, Angel, we look at something very near and dear to you. We have previously spoken about your love of the train, be it a steam engine, bullet trains, commuter trains, light rails, modern rails, freighter, or even heritage trains. You got the conductor spirit in you. You have even gotten heavily into train models in your life, of course. We've talked about that before in the show. Why is the allure of the train so strong for you? I think it has to do with all the mechanical bits and pieces that fit together to form this marvel of human ingenuity. Uh-huh. Union <laughs> of ingenuity and engineering. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You look at a train and you just want to ride it or do something with it. You say bite it? R- ride it. <laughs> look, you're going to be biting trains. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a, you're on a different <laughs> level of train love than what I expected. <laughs> you're biting them. When we decided to do this episode, Angel, I had no idea that this concept even existed outside of a single Ghostbusters 2 scene. This episode is all about ghost trains. Have you ever heard of a ghost train story or encounter in your life, even within the mega fandom of trains that you live in? I have heard, I'm familiar with the concept of ghost transportation vehicles uh and i've heard ghost stories about situations in a train like people but not about trains themselves or there'd be like like a ghost ticket man that comes around yeah coming to get tickets yeah he's like an old time outfit and (laughs) like no one has tickets like that anymore and he's just trying to collect your ticket (laughs) exactly yep so the general idea behind a ghost is that it is some sort of lost soul that has not been able to move on or some sort of residual energy that's perpetually on some sort of loop or even a malicious entity out for revenge or one of hundreds of other theories. So in your opinion, Angel, before we delve into this, what is the essence of a ghost train? And by that, I mean, what the heck causes a train to become a ghost? Is it the human aspect of it where there's human spirits within the vessel of the train and those are the ghosts 
that somehow control a train? Or is the train itself the ghost and it just happens to have other ghosts within it? Well, if we're, if we're to believe the Ghostbusters 2 scene, it would be the ghost. The train itself of is the, the train. ghost. Mm-hmm. The one that derailed. Yeah. Killed like a hundred and some people. Yep. And it's my understanding that these ghost trains will also carry ghost patrons. Did the sword? Yeah. <laughs> ghost riders. Ghost riders. Sure. I didn't mm-hmm. want to. I didn't want to go that route, but yeah. <laughs> so are the ghosts independent of the ghost train? Do you think? That is a good question. Or are I... they just, as you can say, along for the ride? <laughs> It would be interesting to have a ghost train that has uh, riders in it that can then disembark the train and go about their day. Their ghostly day. (laughs) Haunting in whatever location the train is in. It's it's a fascinating idea. It's like some sort of ghost transportation that you get on at the ghost station. (laughs) Travel. To a new location to then continue the haunt elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, ghosts need to go travel somewhere and real trains aren't picking up ghosts. They're not stopping for them. They're going to fall through the floor. (laughs) Or the train starts moving and they stay put and go out the back of the train. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the ghost train... Man, I'm at a loss for words today. (laughs) I think the ghost train kind of... uh, takes that into account and the and the ghosts in the train don't get left behind they don't get like perpetual motions behind yeah they, they go with the vehicle <laughs> can you imagine the, you get on a train and you don't move with it <laughs> that'd be scary <laughs> think what the ghosts go through <laughs> so the more i think about it there seems to be a precedent for this in folklore and you alluded to that like the uh, classic modes of other transportation like a ghost ship lost at sea mm-hmm. are there any other modes of transportation that you can think of that have ghost variations i don't know if this is something that people talk about but i know there's a story called the phantom coach Ooh, yeah so that's i can imagine that's one of them would it have ghost horses probably and a ghost uh horse rider mm-hmm. um with a ghost whip whipping his horses faster yeah i have ghost passengers on here that need to go hunt (laughs) those seem to be like the big ones right the ghost ships and i don't really hear of ghost mopeds even ghost cars have you haven't really heard any many stories of ghost cars i've heard of like not quite like ghost cars but maybe like I don't, I don't know, like, the right term, not, not really haunted cars, but, like, evil cars that are, like, cars that are following you and things like that in in ghost story-type scenarios, but well, there I don't is, know if the, the car itself is a ghost. Yeah, there is the the Stephen King's uh, Christine mm-hmm. and uh, that Steven Spielberg movie, uh, the truck, I forget what it's called. Oh, where the truck, it's like truck jaws, basically. And the (laughs) truck follows the guy. Yes. (laughs) And then there's a movie we watched, too, where a ghost haunted a car. And it, like, flipped over people. and uh, somersaulted. 
Jesus. Or something to get away from the bad people. And it, and it decapitated a guy's head. <laughs> it did. Yeah. And then it drove away. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I think, was that car? I think it was just called car. <laughs> it's called something, that's for sure. Oh, it was called instant classic in my book. <laughs> Going off of that premise, could a ghost train simply be a person haunting the train so you're saying if there's one ghost on a train does that make it a ghost train yeah i guess (laughs) not in my book that would just be a haunted train Mm. i'm trying to think of like a haunted house are there ghost houses ghost houses there there's evil houses that like eat you and stuff like that pretty much yeah so would the house be alive yeah if you killed the house it could potentially become a ghost house (laughs) Usually when the house gets killed, it folds up into itself. <laughs> it falls into the ground. You know? yeah. Like that man-eating tree movie, Poltergeist. <laughs> yep. Just like that. Will one day, 400 years from now, in the future, will there be stories of ghost spaceships, do you think? I'm hoping there's, we, we have stories for ghost airplanes. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard of a ghost airplane yet. Ne- neither have I. Ghost helicopter? Mm-hmm. Ghost submarine. Ghost submarine. <laughs> Nuclear submarine ghost. <laughs> Launching ghost ICBM. Ghost missiles. <laughs> In your opinion, what would be the top five ghost transportation entities be? Well, I can think of the ones that are like individual. Like like a ghost unicycle ghost yeah well <laughs> or the, gonna... the big the big wheels um old timey bicycles well i mean i was thinking about yeah like ghost bicycle or a ghost skateboard ghost heelys ghost skateboard would be horrible because you'd still have to like propel yourself forward by like doing it's, skateboard who's things propelling the skateboard <laughs> I guess the ghost has to somehow interact. That ghost is using a lot of energy to interact with the world if he has to constantly be pushing against the ground. Yeah. Ghost skates, roller skates, or skis. Ghost skis. Oh, ghost skis. And... But what if you don't have your ghost poles? Your ghost ski poles. (laughs) You can't move. Can't move. No. And and if there's no snow, you're screwed. Mm Mm-hmm. Ghost sled. (laughs) And I, I also go with ghost pants. <laughs> the pants propel you forward. <laughs> Just the pants. If you took the ghost pants off, would the ghost be naked? Or are the pants themselves the ghost? Well, from what I've seen, I think the pants themselves are the ones that are the ghost. <laughs> the haunted item. Yeah. With that being said, Angel, we must look the part if we are going to be investigating the ghost train. Luckily for you, you already have a train conductor outfit styled, of course, in the same fashion as the Buena Vista Railway uniform, one of the rail lines that you base your models off of. This time, however, I have procured a large amount of flour so you can cover yourself in a fine layer to give yourself that extra spooky aura. Are you ready to apply the flour? 
Yes. I, on the other hand, have dressed in the style of an 1880s vagabond who stowed away in the transportation cars, was discovered by the workers, beaten, and accidentally killed when they pushed me and my head hit a rail spike. (laughs) Thus, my vagabond spirit haunts the train and assaults any employees of the train company. Are you ready, Conductor Angel? All aboard. I thought you put on a Civil War hat. <laughs> it's a conductor hat. <laughs> just doesn't fit me. This is a child's conductor hat. Uh, hmm. Tell the hogger to disembark, Angel. Switch the junction's verified load limits. Signal the roadmaster and prepare to highball us out of here. Those are all railroad jargon terms we are pulling out of the station and going directly into cotton eye joe's razor the axiom states if a ghost train must come from somewhere it must therefore go somewhere so where did the ghost train come from surprisingly angel there are several ghost trains out there haunting the railways of the world in america there is a supposed ghost train related to one of the most historically popular presidents of all time abraham lincoln This ghost train is said to be a recurring funeral train that sets course for the same journey every April as it did in 1865 as Lincoln's body was brought from Washington, D.C. to New York to Springfield, Illinois, and everywhere in between. This, Angel, leads me to our newest segment in the show, Angel's Presidential Death Train Corner. As our resident presidential death train expert, can you tell me some of the other presidents who had their dead bodies touted around America so people could see it? Teddy Roosevelt? No. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. And Taft? No. Couldn't fit him in, in the train. <laughs> Couldn't get him out of the... the uh, they did it in parts <laughs> they cut him up <laughs> they, they eviscerated <laughs> Howard Taft <laughs> to to tout him around America the correct answers Angel of course Lincoln in 1865 James Garfield in 1881 U.S. Grant in 1885 William McKinley 1901 FDR in 45 Eisenhower in 69 and of course George H.W. Bush in 2018 wait what? yeah oh old Bush (laughs) yeah (laughs) not W H.W. I didn't realize how popular it was to Put a dead president put a dead in, a body in a train and have it go around the, yeah. the country. I mean, when I die, I want to be put on the train uh, and then, of course, brought out to a field where uh, vultures peck out my body. It's the only way to die. I mean, Honorably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. According to author Matthew Swain in his 2019 book, Haunted Rails, Tales of Ghost Trains, Phantom Conductors, and Other Railroad Spirits, as the Civil War raged on, United States military officials ordered the construction of a train that would be used expressly for President Abraham Lincoln. The idea was that the train would not just be a means of transportation, but as a symbolic way to unify the country once the war was over. They were um, sort of getting ahead of themselves, assuming that they were going to win. (laughs) The train would lead a grand victory tour of the country. 
Swain mentions in his book, Lincoln was against the idea of the train and states that some aides wondered if something else bugged Lincoln, a man known for his deep intuitive and some would suggest psychic powers. What are your thoughts on psychic Lincoln, Angel? I'm wondering if he somehow gave rise to the, the skunk ape. Is it the skunk ape that's <laughs> psychic? <laughs> like, read, uh, he, uh, no, I don't think he could read your mind, but or he could he could uh, neuralize you. He can make you and forget freeze things. you. Yep, and forget. Yeah, I think that's higher than Abraham Lincoln's psychic abilities. Well, I mean, he was just starting out. The skunk ape perfected it. <laughs> <laughs> he was a young Abe. <laughs> Not quite uh, on the level of skunk ape. <laughs> if Lincoln wasn't the most psychic president, who do you think was? I believe. Now, this is just hearsay. And by hearsay, I mean the internet told me this. Reagan consulted a lot of uh, astrologers and uh, possibly tarot readings. In between dementia spouts? <laughs> Get a good tarot reading? <laughs> I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. He 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 ran the country this way. <laughs> no questions asked. Just get me an astrologer. Mm-hmm. Tell me why everything's gone to hell in this retrograde of Mercury. <laughs> Bring me the chief of tarot cards. <laughs> <laughs> there are some that believe that Lincoln saw his own death. A man by the name of William Hill Lamont. A close friend of Lincoln wrote down what the president told him on an evening in 1865. About ten days ago, I retired very late. I soon began to dream. There seemed to be a death-like stillness about me. Then I heard subdued sobs as if a number of people were weeping. I thought I left my bed and wandered downstairs. I arrived at the east room. Before me was a cattle on which rested a corpse wrapped in funeral vestments. Around it were stationed soldiers who were acting as guards, and there was a throng of people, some gazing mournfully upon the corpse, whose face covered, others weeping pitifully. Who is dead in the White House? I demanded of one of the soldiers. The president, was his answer. He was killed by an assassin. Do you think this could be an example of Lincoln's supposed psychic skills, or merely a subconscious worry? of assassination was manifesting as a dream in Lincoln's mind. I mean, it could be a bit of both. I wonder why he felt anxiety about being assassinated. Was this a common thought of the day when you're a person of high power? I suppose specifically for him with the, you know, collapse of the Union. I imagine it weighed heavily on his head that once it got back together that people would not be happy with him. Well, then... He is psychic. Is that psychic or just like? <laughs> I mean, if he, if he could tell, understanding his, the situation, <laughs> if his dream could literally name the person that was gonna kill him and where he was gonna Ooh. be, then he'd be psychic. Like Minority Report, like Tom exactly. Cruise, be like a precog. <laughs> Lincoln gets his his precogs out and <laughs> says, "Tell me who will assassinate me." Yes. And then they don't tell him. He goes to the theater. <laughs> so there is another instance where shortly after his election in 1860, Lincoln saw a double image of his face reflected in a mirror in his home. One he believed was his real face, the other simply an imitation. 
Supposedly, his wife, Mary, believed this represented that Abe would carry out only a single term, as the faint imitation face that he saw meant he would not live to complete a second. How about that one, Angel? Was Bloody Mary involved? I don't think Bloody Mary had anything to do with this, but I do think his scrying was Ooh. definitely the cause. I... I counter Mary's belief with, like, so what if Abe completed term two and just kept going? Because there was no amendment at the time that limited presidential terms. Presidents just traditionally ended after two because that's what Washington did. So to tie, like, a dual reflection of his face to term limits seems wildly specific to me. <laughs> Does it not to you? <laughs> like It seems like a, a, an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Or, or a completely made up. <laughs> no, a was she in on it? Ooh. Lincoln, of course, was shot in the back of his head on April fourteenth, eighteen sixty-five, and died the next morning. The reason I bring all of this up, Angel, Lincoln was scheduled to tour the Lincoln Across America train on April fifteenth, eighteen sixty-five, the day that he ultimately died was the day that he was scheduled to tour that train. Do you think his concerns of the presidential train were valid? He didn't have concerns, right? He was just against the idea? Oh, yeah. Well, the the way that the book presented it was that he had some sort of untold psychic (laughs) event with the train that knew maybe he would never make it on there if it was made. But he does make it, doesn't he? In a his, his form, yeah, <laughs> not like uh, Howard Taft cut off in pieces. <laughs> so since that single voyage of the Lincoln Death Train, it has been said that it can still be seen every April, once again transporting Lincoln's body to its grave. Matthew Swain states in his Haunted Rails book that paranormal theorists suggest that the trauma the nation uh, suffered during Lincoln's assassination ensured that his funeral train could never truly reach its final destination and that it must continue to retrace that somber route on an anniversary of that event for eternity. So according to that theory, Angel, the nation was so mournful of Lincoln's death that we have prevented him from entering the afterlife. We summon him once a year to (laughs) relive his death train glory. Why would we do this to him? Why would you do this to him? (laughs) Uh, Same reason... They have seances. People want to see uh, a dear loved one, not realizing <laughs> the pain they're causing them. The trauma that you're putting them through to get their spirit back to yeah. this plane of existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do it to them every damn year. And the like 300 other people that were on the train that's <laughs> toured <laughs> with his dead body. <laughs> so uh, they're coming back too. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> One of, if not the oldest acknowledgement of the Lincoln Ghost Train appeared in September of 1879 issue of the Wichita Herald, in which an article was titled, It Was a Phantom Train. It tells the story of the writer interviewing a switchman who was employed by the Hudson River Railroad. The website unmaskedhistory.com has a section of that article, and it states, I have seen the phantom train, the old man said in such a tone as he might have used had someone denied the fact. I have seen the phantom train more than once. 
I'm out of service now, but 10 years ago, and for many a year before that, I was a switchman on the Hudson River Railroad. I'm retired now, but through no fault of my own. It was in April 1864, and I don't know if that was a typo or what, but Lincoln died in 65. But it goes back that President Lincoln's body was brought over our road. I did not see the train, and I was not—I was no great reader of newspapers. I saw no description of it. I want you to remember this. Just one year after the funeral train passed over the road, I saw its ghost. I was at my post waiting for the midnight express, which was due about 12.30 in the morning. I had read the assassination and knew that President Lincoln's body was sent west, but I was sick abed when... Uh, when the train passed my station and didn't see it. It was the night of April 24th, 1866, as far as I can remember, that I first saw it. It was a phantom train. I was at my switch station and had a good while to wait before the next regular train was due. I was about to retire into my little house when I heard a sullen, rumbling sound that gave me warning of the approach of a train. We expected a freight train that night, which was to leave half a dozen cars on the side track, and the noise I heard seemed to me to come from that train. Knowing that, that there were no regular trains on the road at that hour, except freights, the, mid the Midnight Express had passed before I heard the phantom train. I fixed the track accordingly. The switch was so set that the train could run upon it and detach such cars as was designed to leave. While I ranged the first switch, the rumbling in the distance became louder and louder, and I knew that the train was not far away. I had posted myself at the upper end of the siding in order to make no more delay than was absolutely necessary. Just as I had completed my arrangements, I heard a sullen roar, made up of a thousand different noises blended together. Looking down the road, I saw a headlight whose power and intensity I had never seen equaled in my experience of 30 years. There was a chill about the air that I couldn't understand. I saw rushing along the main track with reckless speed a locomotive draped from one end to the other in crepe and carrying at least a dozen little flags also shrouded in crepe on their side rails. So crepe is a black silk uh, used in, for mourning. Uh, if you have never heard the term, I could read her name as she passed by me. It was the Constitution, and I could see three men as plainly as I see you. One had his hand on the lever and was peering out into the night as if in search of something on the track. Another was shoveling coal into the furnace and making a deal of noise about it, and a third, dressed in black with the crepe dangling from his arm and encircling his stiff height hat, sat upon a stool, doing nothing. You ask me how I saw so much in so short a time? I can't explain it. All I know is that I saw what I am telling you. There was something ghastly in the faces of the men, but that might have been caused by the terrific rate at which they were speeding along. As soon as the Constitution had passed, I ran the lower end of, my, of the siding to fix the switch, which I feared somebody had been tampering with. It was just as I had left it. What do you make of the man's story so far, Angel? They had ghost coal. What, what is ghost coal? I mean, he was shoveling coal into the furnace. But so there had to be ghost coal. <laughs> but I don't. Nothing about the story screams ghost to me. It just sounded like a train <laughs> with people on it. Mm -hmm. It well, was I, described with words to make it sound like it was ominous, like ooh, it's shrouded in crepe. But mm -hmm. every, everything else is just like a regular train with people on it, and they're shoveling coal. <laughs> uh huh. But going at a, a reckless speed. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, good. I mean, 
if he doesn't really have a way to measure, like, could we be sure it was really reckless? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how his story continues. While I was puzzling my head over the mysterious engine, a second headlight threw its reflection upon me, and I saw another black-draped locomotive. It was not going as fast as the first, but making what we used to call express time, say 35 or 40 miles an hour. I could scarcely see any of the iron and steelwork of the engine, so thoroughly it was covered with crepe, ribbons, and black cloth. The handrail was hidden from sight by masses of crepe, as was also the steam chest, and in front of the boiler was a heavy fold of black cloth. Even the smokestack had streamers of fleecy crepe and ten little national flags that ornamented the handrail were shrouded in the same material. Just below the window of the cab, I saw a portrait framed in wood as black as ebony. It was that of the martyred president. I could see the faces of the engineer and brakesman and several passengers who were seated near windows whose black curtains were raised. They all looked pale and ghostly, but those who moved at all moved naturally and transacted their business in just about the same way that nay other trains hand, train hands would have done. I expected to see her turn off upon the siding, but she didn't turn off. Instead of that, she kept right along on the main track as though there were no such as switches in the world. The cars followed her as easily as though the going was clear, and in a few seconds all that I could see of the train was the lamp of the flagman on the rear car. Have you ever seen the phantom train since? said the reporter. Yes, twice, and both times on the anniversary of that night. Nothing was changed, not even the wreath of flowers, which were still fresh, replied the switchman. So the second train... That was supposedly then Lincoln's train, and it was actually called the Lincoln Special, was the name of the train. It did indeed have a portrait on the front of the engine of Abraham Lincoln. So not only is it possibly then a ghost train, as it wasn't impaired by the track switch, uh, it had ghosts still aboard it. So what do you think then of of the culmination of his story? Of a a second possible ghost train? You saw two ghost trains in the night. (laughs) Um, it's just, I don't know, it just seems like if you know enough about something, you can kind of dress it up and make it sound ominous, and and then just make up a story. I mean, it's still, none of it sounds like, oh, he saw something, like, definitive, I saw President Lincoln, no, he saw the the picture that they have on the train and he saw the people in there that even though they looked ghostly and pale, they looked normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were, they were doing still going about their business and, and moved naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's like, okay, like you just described the train. Okay. Good, good job. <laughs> I suppose he didn't think so. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe he mm-hmm. liked, maybe he liked the, uh, the fact that he was getting interviewed. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. the newspaper, I hear all kinds of crazy stories. <laughs> Let me add my bit. I'm going to be the 1800s guy <laughs> that does it this time. <laughs> so, so suppose it was a ghost train. Why do you think the people would have still been aboard the train? Like, the idea would be, so this is Abraham Lincoln's death funeral train. There were the uh, there are other people on that train that were, you know, going about from city to city and preparing things, preparing the viewings of the body and were just doing other things on the train. 
So that would, I, I think, then suggest that all those people died? Yeah. Because their ghosts are on that train. But I would imagine the 300 people that were going around with the president's dead body probably all didn't die in the next year. <laughs> I think that would be a huge story. <laughs> so who's on the train? <laughs> um... Well, is that their future ghosts? It could be. It could be that the the um, not only is it a ghost train, but they're all. It's also a curse train, mm-hmm. and anyone can die from a curse. We know this; it's been established. Mm-hmm. So the people on the train are just random folks that were affected by this curse. <laughs> Lincoln's psychic powers just brought them onto the train. Like you're coming with me this year. Yep. It's like the the Lincoln lottery. <laughs> so another possible ghost train is that of the st louis ghost train of which is in st louis saskatchewan the haunted rails book details that for more than a century people have claimed to see lights a bright white light that looks like the light on a train engine and a red light that resembles a railroad lantern which appear along the train tracks eyewitnesses have claimed to have heard animal noises such as coyotes and wolves howling or geese honking right before the appearance of the lights. One of the theories is that a conductor jumped off the caboose to inspect an issue with the track, and as he landed, he slipped under the train, which then led to the wheels decapitating him. The belief is that the white light is the headlamp of the engine, and the red light is that of the conductor's lantern, still searching for his severed head, Angel. How would a decapitated body find its own head? And why would he need a light to do so? <laughs> Obviously, he uh, he would uh, listen to his head screaming out for the body. So is the decapitated head the one that needs the light? <laughs> yeah. He says, I see the light. And then the body knows, ah, oh, he's nearby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it like that uh, classic scene in the movie that you love, Hocus Pocus, where the zombie has his head knocked off and he's like trying to get it? And he's just, like, grunting to try to get it to come closer? Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly it's like that. that. <laughs> so, <laughs> to me, it's interesting that this one is wildly different than Abe's death train. That was a whole mm-hmm. damn phantom train, as the switchman explained it, with people and extreme detail, all that crepe. This one just seems to be a couple of lights. So why is the... Canadian ghost train so much worse than the American one, in your opinion. Because whoever saw those lights were not uh, train people. <laughs> they didn't. It's like uh, if you saw a crane, you wouldn't know what a crane is. You'd think it's a mothman. I mean, if I saw a train, I'd be like, what is that what is thing? thing? I don't know what this is. <laughs> so it's stated that like these ghost trains seem to manifest from some sort of traumatic event. Why the heck do they do that? Like, where where do they come from? What is their final destination, Angel? <laughs> Why are these ghost trains doing this? I think it's the coal. That's the secret. They need the coal. <laughs> the coal, you know, coal is, uh, what is it, carbon, right? And that's what uh, all life forms come from, carbon. So as you feed coal to the train... It develops this, uh, I guess you build its soul. And then when the train dies, it the soul continues to haunt mm-hmm. these places. So is the coal the soul? I'm going to say yes. I mean, that changes my opinion on 
coal mining companies. They're like <laughs> harvesting the soul of the earth. Yep. Ooh. Well, not, I guess not really changes my opinions. It, it compounds <laughs> my opinions that I've already had. <laughs> I said about the Lincoln ghost train that can supposedly be seen every April, re- reliving its original journey. There are arguments about the St. Louis ghost train that is actually headlights or brake lights from cars passing by on a nearby highway. Detractors of that argument, however, state that stories of the lights stem back to before cars were even invented. But Angel, I now give you the ultimate in ghost train stories. The Zanetti train. Get your ticket ready. Take a seat and hold onto your butt. The crazy train is about to leave the station. This story goes that in 1911, an Italian company launched a new train route from Rome to a scenic route through the Lombardy Mountains. For its maiden voyage, the company had the idea to invite 100 well-to-do Italian socialites aboard for free in hopes that they would tell their well-to-do Italian socialite friends that this train ride was the chef's kiss of train rides. The company went full-on Jurassic Park Angel. They spared no expense and added every possible luxury, provided the best foods and alcohol for its guests. So imagine you are a well-to-do socialite. What are the top four things you would expect from a train company attempting to swoon you? Well, I would like to not have to use anything when I board the train. So facial recognition. They just, so like you wouldn't have to give out a, uh, a ticket? It just yeah. knows who you are? Okay. Yep, exactly. They know I've paid for this. Mm-hmm. I just walk in. Um, I should be able to choose any escort to accompany me. <laughs> uh, what type of escort? <laughs> I think you know the type. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> free drinks, obviously. Does, does the train just have <laughs> escorts? You can't just pass over the escorts here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're they're in their room, and then you just go, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll take the blonde one today. <laughs> what kind of train company are you dealing with? <laughs> Can we get to the free drinks part? I mean, I think that's the more important part anyway. <laughs> and a sensory deprivation cabin. <laughs> uh, does the escort watch you sleep? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just stands there in observance of your I mean, psychic the moment, dreams. If if the escort says a word, just, just get She's kicked out. out. Yeah, I'm like no, no, go leave. It ruined your sensory deprivation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so when the train departed, it had 100 socialites and six crew, so totaling a of course to 106 total on board. The train passes from station to station, and people wave. At the passing car in what I imagine is just pure jealousy that they are not on the super luxury train. The train then begins to approach the Lombardi Tunnel, a tunnel that is about half a mile long. It is at this point, Angel, that the train is never seen again. (laughs) Where did the train go, Angel? It became invisible, maybe? Ooh. Stealth train? Stealth train. That should have been one of my... My items. I would like this train to be stealthy. <laughs> this luxury train must be stealthy. <laughs> <clears throat> or else it's going to ruin my sensory deprivation. <laughs> An investigation is then launched and it is, it is never determined what the hell happened to the train. It just flat out vanished. There was 
no sign of derailment or accident. It just never arrived at the next station. So what do you think could have happened to this mystery train? Perhaps it went into a 40-year-wide rip in time. <laughs> Forgot about the 40-year-old-wide <laughs> rip in time. How do you... I still don't get how long that is. <laughs> Soon after, two individuals come forward claiming to have been invited on board and that during the train ride, they abandoned the train in fear, jumping off the moving train prior to its entry into Lombardi Tunnel. What would make you jump off of a moving train? Incoming death. Another train playing chicken on the other end. <laughs> yes. Like on that episode of Thomas the Train <laughs> Those trains were <laughs> brutal. They were different. <laughs> I think mine would be if there was dinosaurs on the train. Dinosaurs? Can you imagine Velociraptor on the train? Do you think it could? It can open doors. Can it drive the train? Oh my God. <laughs> A little hat on it. <laughs> so for these two men, it was what they saw. In front of the tunnel. They claimed as the train approached the tunnel, a dense white fog came from nowhere and surrounded them. The train began to slow down as it approached the tunnel, and the men panicked and abandoned it before entering the tunnel. Apparently, they heard a humming sound as the train approached the tunnel, and the dense fog-like cloud engulfed the train. Now get ready for a punch to the gut, Angel. Records show from a hospital in Mexico... From the year 1840, remember this train occurred, this incident was 1911. Mm -hmm. The hospital records are from 1840 of a group of 104 patients who were dressed in strange clothes, speaking Italian, and in claiming that they were from the Zanetti train. One of the passengers had a cigar box with the date of 1907 printed on it. We have a time-traveling train. What do you make of this? I guess they did go through a 40-year-wide time rip. <laughs> it did. Or was it... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how did it happen? I don't know. Um, maybe they were going 88 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> through the tunnel. The tunnel just happened to spark. I don't know. <laughs> just got a lightning strike. Mm -hmm. That's a Back to the Future reference. <laughs> the takeaway from the Zanetti train, Angel is that it is all made up. There are several sites that retell this story online in various forms and a multitude, a multitude of YouTube videos that present it as fact, but there is absolutely no evidence I have ever found that indicates any of this is true. The story states that, you know, the cigar box that has the date of 1907 printed on it is in a Mexican museum available to be viewed, but of course never says what museum it's housed in <laughs> but say it is true like would you expect the train or the tunnel to have been the time travel trigger here hmm i for for some reason i want it to be the train but I maybe had, they work in tandem yeah i was thinking the tunnel because it had that's like uh the way that the story goes it's like condensed fog in the tunnel so I suppose then it was neither. It was the fog. It was time-traveling fog. <laughs> time-traveling fog. Well, that's, that's what, reminiscent of the Langoliers now. Is that the it's airplane a, one? Yeah. <laughs> I think they, like, fly into, like, a cloud or something. 
That's kind of foggy. Mm-hmm. Are there like gremlins on the wings? Or is that <laughs> so the uh, something William on Shatner the wings. story? The Twilight Zone one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a different. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this story, it, you mentioned it uh, in passing there at the 40-year-old a 40 year old wide rip in time I'm reminded of the Philadelphia experiment where that guy and his brother just jumped off like these two men did in the story but at least for the guys in the Philadelphia experiment they claimed or at least the one did claim that he went to 10,000 BC on Mars to find dark <laughs> energy and continued traveling through time the Zanetti guy train guys just jump off a slow moving train so that's ultimately kind of boring how would you spruce up their story I spruce up their story by making them the heroes, the ones that found the evidence that these people wound up in Mexico. I, I don't know how how big the gap is of the time that they were sent back to. What is that? Nineteen? What? Seventy years or so? Almost about sixty-three years. Yeah. So maybe they could have like. Maybe there was still somebody that was living, and they found that person, and it's like, look, we found our the, the guy or something. They're just like looking through newspaper clippings, and they're <laughs> like, oh, it's the people from the train, because they all got like a group picture in Mexico, of course, in, fr- <laughs> in front of a um, uh, clock tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, maybe maybe one of the men had uh, a daughter in there, and then they they're like, oh. And they'd go find the, the she's now an adult mm-hmm. in With, Mexico. Or uh, they she had her own child, because, of course, now she's uh, a grandmother. And, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm, I like that more than they just jump off a train and then go <laughs> tell the Italian media, we were on this train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think overall I just don't enjoy the Zanetti train story, so <laughs> I don't know if there's any saving it. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we get into the rubric of power for ghost trains? Actually, I do. You mentioned the the train in St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis train, Saint but Louis. it's it's St. Louis, Saskatchewan, Canada. Saskatchewan, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So apparently, two at I guess at the time, two twelfth graders were able to solve the mystery of the train, uh, the mystery lights. I guess Alicia and Shannon, they were. Uh, seniors in high school I don't know if they have seniors in Canada But I'm going to assume it is <laughs> And just skip all of this Article and just go to the part where it says Their research Because they did they did a, like a science project One of them believes in the paranormal The other one's a skeptic a, you know, Mulder They, they Mulder and Scully did <laughs> Yeah So they they heard about the story and they, and they went out to investigate And they're like oh there's lights It's It really is there and it turns out the research suggests an optical phenomenon called diffraction may be the answer. Light passing through a small opening, perhaps some distance, some distant trees on either side of the old track bed, can diffuse and expand in size. In other words, headlights normally too tiny to be noticed could become apparent through diffraction. So I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But that's what some detractors would say, though, is that the lights have been seen before cars existed. Is what they claim. Yeah, <laughs> what they claim. 
It's, where's, it's the, where's the newspaper article from 1880s <laughs> explaining the St. Louis lights? Well, what they don't realize is that it doesn't have to be tr- cars that produce those lights. It could have been the train itself, a different train, whose light got diffracted. Further down the railroad? Yep. Wouldn't it eventually come down the tracks, though? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Science. It, it derailed. <laughs> never made it and then became a ghost train (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what to i i don't think it's a ghost train because in the story there's never really anything trainy about it except that it the lights appear on the train tracks uh there's never any it says that the animals become quiet but i didn't see any reports of a train noises so at that point it's just unexplained lights on train tracks. Yep. <laughs> not not a ghost train in my opinion, but it's in the ghost train book. <laughs> yep. So how about the powers of the ghost train angel? I need all the powers. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one. Well, it's a ghost. I don't know if that's considered a power. It's a train. I, I don't even know how a ghost train works. <laughs> I mean... We talked about this before, but I can't get over it. (laughs) The coal. The coal soul. The soul coal. Gotta pay the toll to get the coal soul. (laughs) Well, either way, this train is a ghost, and that's it, as far as I can tell. It's the classic blunder of these kinds of cryptids is it's non aggressive. (laughs) We want the aggressive train, damn it. So, what would the aggressive ghost train do? In your opinion. Oh, you know, unruly kids are having fun on the train tracks, messing around, and suddenly a light flashes in their face. They're blind, and they're like, what is that? And then and then you just hear, here comes the ghost train, and it just... <laughs> Who's them. saying that? <laughs> the ghost train. <laughs> the ghost train talks, mm-hmm. and it just mows is it them down. <laughs> what? Is it Thomas, the, the engine? <laughs> Thomas with an evil smile. <laughs> it just just runs them over and then it disappears. So then the next day, you know, the authorities find two dead kids on the train tracks, but they're like, but these train tracks have been abandoned. Mm, yep. <laughs> I imagine the front of the train has the same face of large Marge in the <laughs> Pee Wee Herman movie <laughs> as it's running them down. <laughs> yep. Does it come off the trains to get the kids to then? No, that it has to be constrained to the, <laughs> the kids just run on the tracks away from it, of course, yeah. <laughs> in comedic fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I gave it a zero. <laughs> ouch, ouch, ghost trains. So ghost train, in my opinion, has the power of locomotion, the power of locomotion. <clears throat> so do you think that the ghost train engineer get to get back on the ghost coal? Does the ghost engineer put the ghost coal in the engine is that a requirement of all ghost trains if it's a steam engine i mean that uh that would imply that the ghost train has to have at least one ghost figure in there mm-hmm. shoveling so the coal it can't just be its own train it has to have a crew <laughs> so how do they mine more ghost coal or is ghost coal infinite infinite is it a finite it's, resource? It's dark matter, maybe. <laughs> From space. If they have to mine more, 
that implies, Angel, that there are ghost coal mines. And you know what happens in coal mines? Ghost coal miners? Well, that, but they collapse and people die. So ghost coal mines can collapse. Do they kill the ghost coal miners again? Are those ghost coal miners haunted by now exponentially dead ghost miners? Do they become extra ghosts? Yep, they're exponentially dead. (laughs) They haunt other ghost miners in the ghost mines. And these ghost mine collapses is completely, uh, uh, you know, in uh, in us here in the living world are completely oblivious to these Mm -hmm. collapses. Or it sounds like there's a collapse in the mine, but nothing happens. So we think... It was a paranormal event a paranormal because it's event. two. Yes. It's two ghost collapse. It's a collapse in, the, in a different ghost world. <laughs> Maybe that's all the paranormal events are just things happening in, in this in this ghost world, mm-hmm. and we're just like, oh, we're scared, but it's like some ghost just farted or something. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, ghost coal also implies that the world has died at least once. Doesn't it? <laughs> yes. There's dead ghosts that <laughs> produce, that get uh, decomposed into some sort mm-hmm. of base mineral. Yeah. So because of all that, I give the powers a 0.5. <laughs> now then, the detectability of Ghost Train. Oh, man. Um. Well, I guess this is where it shines. Or not shine. Wait, uh, the headlight uh, brightens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only instances of, of ghost trains we have are, well, not the only ones, but there's a ghost train that apparently appears on the anniversary of the of when the real train collapsed from a bridge and killed all of its passengers. A oh, bummer. Yeah. So it's it's got the anniversary curse of mm-hmm. the Lincoln Death Train. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you're waiting for that to happen, you end up hearing the screams as the apparition tumbles into the waters below before fading away entirely. Man, so the ghost train relives its crash. Mm-hmm. Doesn't just like ghost train across the bridge. That's a bummer. Yeah. And then there's the Pittsfield ghost train in which employees and patrons of John Quirk's Bridge Diner in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, were startled to see a steam train rumbling past their windows full speed. Not once, but on two separate occasions. It rumbled the windows? (laughs) Yes. For one, it was 1958 and steam trains hadn't been in operation for decades. And I imagine they're not next to a train tracks right well they were but oh, the okay. the tracks running alongside the diner were not part of an active rail line mm. and it, it only happened those two times and then they they've never occurred since so that's weird yeah so the, yeah so there's these instances of these ghost trains they're only detected when people are either near the train tracks even then it's like some of these don't make appearances after a while. I don't know. It's and there's I don't think there's any images of this. Nobody's taking a picture of these ghost trains. No. Uh so I give the detectability a three. 
Not a bad score. My thoughts on it were that the you know, the one guy from the Wichita Herald that had that huge long story about seeing double ghost trains and then he saw it multiple times in the years after and whatever the hell the Constitution train was. I don't know. I tried researching it. I could not find any train named the Constitution that was before like the 1920s. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like in my mind that these trains have a reliable schedule to keep. If you can see them repeatedly over, especially Lincoln's train, uh, retracing its tracks. For me, that kind of hurt it a little bit because you could prepare to see it potentially. So mm-hmm. I gave it a detectability of two. How about the lore of Ghost Train? I feel as if the lore, the lore of the Ghost Train or Ghost Trains is lacking because they don't really give an origin of how the ghost, the train became itself became a ghost. Uh, as I mentioned, the, the one train that, you know, the train, the bridge collapsed and it, all the passengers died with it. So now people see the train on its anniversary with all the passengers in him. But, but what is making the train appear? Why does the train apparition show up? Well, imagine then if there was no train, it would just be ghosts like floating through the air down the train tracks. <laughs> would yeah, that be scarier? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but my point is, is that I used to, it was, I was under the impression that ghosts were supposed to be some sort of representation of a living thing and a train is not a living thing. So that you know of. That I it's know got, of. It's got the coal soul. <laughs> it's got the coal soul. I should have never said that. <laughs> but anyway, every instance of, a, of of the ghost train has its own kind of unique story to it. But it it's never expanded on that. It's just oh, this this thing crashed, or this is carrying um, this dead corpse, and now we see the ghost train of it. I I like the idea of the ghost train being a transportation service for ghosts <laughs> in this ghost world and then there's ghost coal mines <laughs> there's ghost coal mine collapses <laughs> i mean i might just add some points for you adding to the lore uh-huh <laughs> and so i've given it now a 2.4 oh not bad lore 2.4 uh i don't know I enjoy the Lincoln Ghost Train. I think it's really neat. Uh, I also think it ties in nicely to like overall, like there's actual like Lincoln ghost lore out there as like visitors to the White House have claimed time and time again to specifically seeing his ghost. I think even like some, maybe like a queen of uh, a European country claimed that that she heard knocking on the door when she was staying there and opened the door, and it was Abraham Lincoln's ghost on the other side, and he just stared at her and walked away. At least that's what her story was. And his his entire life was engulfed in sorrow and despair. Uh, I think he lost multiple children at young ages. I think specifically to typhoid multiple times. Uh, it said that he would often visit one of his child's graves and just weep for hours upon hours. I think he had a... like. A mental breakdown pretty early in his life as well. One of his other si- sons died relatively soon after his assassination, I believe. And indeed, one of his sons 
who had previously died to typhoid, his body was exhumed and placed on the funeral train with Lincoln. His wife, Mary, was heavily into spiritualism, which by proxy got Lincoln into it as well. So Mary would often invite people over for seances in the White House, of which I believe it's noted that at least twice Lincoln himself attended that those seances. I think the neat thing with his ghost train is just how much uh, detail there is. So like just the... Uh, like the detail of the fabrics on the train even and the flags on it. Uh, stories of it tell that the individuals on the train have looks of despair and sorrow upon their faces. So the idea that one in individual was so beloved that these people's spirits would return to uh, the like place him to rest year after year uh, and go on that voyage with him again, I suppose. In a weird way, I, is that romantic? I don't know. It's, sweet i suppose it's just an overall neat story to me so because of that my my influence is heavily on the lincoln ghost train certainly not the st louis one because i still argue that it's not a train it's just lights so i give i gave it a three in lauren mystique and ghost coal miners of course <laughs> they still they still have to work in death my god how about the cunning and intelligence of ghost train well, another controversial one coming up. <laughs> Four. <laughs> it's human. <laughs> well, I mean, we can argue that it's got a soul, uh-huh. but it still acts like a train. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. It's a In fact, train. Thomas the train is more human than the ghost trains that we've heard about. Is he more human than train or more train than human? <laughs> That's a question we got to ask uh, Thomas. <laughs> so, is this thing, the, uh, the train, the ghost train can only go anywhere the rails take it, um, mm-hmm. lead it. There's no thought or thinking behind any of this. If anything that's intelligent, it's the people on the train, the ghost people. But I'm not including them in this, so i give it a zero. Yep. Zero. It's a ghost train. <laughs> How about the impact on popular culture? Now, this this is fascinating to me because a ghost train, I guess it's something that I never really thought about, but it's it's featured in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a hit comedy called The Ghost Train <laughs> back in 1941. Comedy film. Uh, although YouTube has it up and has labeled it as horror for some reason. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I, prior to that, there's the Ghost Train uh, written in 1923. There's a lot of Ghost Train material written around those times. Uh, stories written in the 70s. We have Ghostbusters 2 featuring Ghost Trains. There's a Captain Planet episode <laughs> that fe- whose plotline features a Ghost Train, but it ends up being it wasn't really a ghost. And there's like a, a Scooby Doo moment. <laughs> yeah, they 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 un, they took the crepe off it, and it's <laughs> <laughs> it was Thomas. <laughs> there's a Thomas episode about ghost trains, but it turns out that it wasn't really a ghost train, or was it? One of those Ooh. situations. Yeah. There, according to this, 
I'm not familiar with this one. But there's a ghost train boss in Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> you fight a train? You fight a train. And apparently the same boss appeared in the most recent remakes of Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy IV. The train comes back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the people wanted it. They wanted the train battle. Yeah. But... What the wiki doesn't mention is that there's also a, a, a in Final Fantasy VIII, a, a, I'm going to say it's a ghost train that you summon called the Doom Train. <laughs> and it does exactly what I suggested it should do. It runs over your enemy with a, well, it's not, it's not announcing its name, but it's got a <laughs> skull on the face mm-hmm. to let you know that it's a Doom Train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to mod it so it has large Marge's face on it. <laughs> Oh man, lots of lots of cartoons. Uh, hey Arnold has an episode. Are you afraid of the dark? Has an episode on this stuff. Apparently, there's an uh, one appears in Red Dead Redemption Two as an Easter egg. Mm. So, I I give it a two point five. Not a bad score for Ghost Train. The um, things that I saw, like I had, I literally never heard of this Lincoln Ghost Train. Before we started researching, and I, I was surprised by that. Like, especially if you can supposedly see it once a year. That's something I would like to do at some point in my life, is try to see the Lincoln ghost add train. To, add it to your bucket list. My bucket list. My ghost bucket list. <laughs> a lot, believe this or not, a lot of ghost train beers are out there. And indeed, there is even a ghost train brewing company. There are, or there is a Lego series called Hidden Side, which combines augmented reality with Legos, and there is indeed a Ghost Train set that looks amazingly badass. And then there's also another separate Lego set called Monster Fighters with an even bigger Ghost Train, and it sounds like more like your Doom Train. I think there's a skeleton (laughs) face on the front, and it like shoots out flames from its uh, (laughs) smokestacks. Lego on top of the <laughs> ghost train train. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I mean, Ghostbusters 2, in my opinion, one of the most perfect movie scenes in existence as <laughs> Ray and um, Egon like try to echo their voices in the train tunnel in the subway system. Winston says hello, and the voice in the distance just says, Winston and they're like okay time to go <laughs> yep. just such a good scene and then it runs him over and his hat falls off so I gave impact on pop culture I gave it an adequate two so nice. what does yours add up to Angel my score totals to 7.9 and I was at a 7.5 Ooh. so the score for Ghost Train Totals to a rubric of power score of 7.7. Not bad. Wing. What was that? <laughs> Your That's the sound effect. <laughs> That's the sound effect <laughs> of of the score being added to the ghost train. <laughs> to the ghost train ledger. <laughs> it sits above the who gag. Do you think uh, Ghost Train could kill a Hoogag? Run it over? Ghost Train can't kill anything. (laughs) Well, if it knocked it over, wouldn't it turn into a puddle? (laughs) 
If it could knock it over, <laughs> sure. There's there's ghosts that, you know, seemingly throw things from your cupboards. I think the ghost train, if it could somehow learn how to interact with the real world, then it could start doing some damage. Uh, have you ever heard stories or ever done, like, putting a penny on a railroad track so that the train runs it over and flattens the penny? Mm-hmm. So... I would I imagine that the ghost train brings its own pennies and then shoots them out at people nearby the train tracks and kills them with pennies. <laughs> ghost pennies? Uh yes. <laughs> God. Projectile whole, ghost pennies. There's a whole ghost economy now. <laughs> it derails and dies again. <laughs> Then it has double ghost trains. This ghost world. It's wild stuff. All right, curiosities all aboard the ghost train. You got to choo choo choose to follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Possibly send us. I was going to make that joke earlier and I forgot. <laughs> uh, that's a Simpsons joke mm-hmm. that I stole. <laughs> Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it, yeah. Um, Follow us on Twitter at Cracking Curios, and you can tweet at us. Um, include the hashtag Cracked Cryptids. Maybe include um, what's his name, Mark, Mike, <laughs> the guy who wrote that book. Oh, uh, Matthew Swain, I think. <laughs> Matthew Matthew Swain. I don't know his Twitter if he even has one. Whatever. <laughs> He's even real. Is he a <laughs> ghost conductor? <laughs> Is he real? How about um, how about at Dan Aykroyd? Ask him about <laughs> Ghost Train yeah. scene. Let's bring back Dan Aykroyd. He's got a lot to answer about the Ghost Trains. <laughs> about the Ghost Trains. Um, he, it looks like he liked to incorporate a lot of the, the stuff that he was. Um, he had, um, I guess, had knowledge of mm-hmm. in this in these two films. You can also follow us on Instagram at Cracking Cryptids. You know, we post there every now and then and you can send us an email cracking cryptids and curios at gmail.com make sure to subscribe if you haven't already to your favorite podcast platform we're on all of them and if we're not let us know and we can rectify that mm-hmm. so if if you were to derail a ghost train is there a ghost train clause you become a ghost train? <laughs> oh god. You start the, the shaving go- in the, the in ghost- the mirror and uh, steam starts coming out of your your mouth. You derail the ghost train and the ghost conductor come crawls out of the ghost train. Oh, you become he, the conductor. He starts he, he lights up a ghost cigarette and he walks up to you and he says, "No, you're the ghost train." <laughs> he says, "I'm free." <laughs> been 130 years since someone last derailed me (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and as always
This has been an I am actually traveling back into time production. Wing.